podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday before we face the final game of the season, a trip to the South Coast to take on Southampton, who are obviously already relegated, in a game that might not mean anything by the time it takes place. If Manchester United take a point from their game against Chelsea, they will confirm themselves as a Champions League team for next season. All the pressure will be off them and we will have nothing to play for on the final day. But if they lose, if they lose, there will still be a small chance that they could lose at home to Fulham and potentially we could sneak in. But we won't get too into that for now. What I thought we'd do instead is I thought we'd look at Southampton squad because we have done pretty well in recent years buying from Southampton. Now, we did badly for a number of years buying from there under Rodgers, but under Klopp, we have done well. Sadio Virgil, two of the best players the club has ever seen. So I thought I'd go through their squad and see who it is we might take this summer. There's been some rumours that we're going to head down there with a view of potentially talking to them about one or two players. So Alex McCarthy... If you wanted a reliable third-choice goalkeeper who helps with the homegrown quota, Alex McCarthy could make some sense. Kyle Walker-Peters is a very reliable fullback, can play both sides. And if we were to go back to playing a more traditional back four, Walker-Peters could make some sense for us. In this new shape, he doesn't really make any sense. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, they don't own. He's in on loan, but he is a free agent after this season. Now, he could be sort of a bargain bin backup for Trent. He's got plenty of experience at right back. He's a natural midfielder. He can play a bunch of different positions. And with Milner going, a player like him, who is versatile, could make sense, especially on a free when we have a finite budget. I know the snobs will turn their nose up at him and he hasn't had a particularly great season. There's no doubt there. But he's well-schooled from his time at Arsenal. He's versatile, he's homegrown, and he's free. I would take Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Lianco I've never been a big fan of and I would pass on him. Duja Kaletakar, he's had a really poor season. And the flaws in his game defensively have been exposed a few times. He is good in the air. He's a really good passer of the ball, but I think I'd pass. 
Joe Rebo for me is not quite a Premier League player. James Ward-Prowse is the best set-piece taker maybe in Europe, but outside of that, he's a nothing player. Adam Armstrong, I don't think, is a Premier League player. Che Adams is not good enough for us. Mislav Orsic is a good player, but he's not good enough for us. Uh, Paul Onoachu, not good enough for us. Willie Caballero, no. James Bree is a championship player. Romain Perot is a decent left-back, but he's not good enough for us. Stuart Armstrong's not good enough. Seiko Mara is an exciting young forward who, if he was available on the cheap, could be a decent backup to Mo on the right side. He is right-footed, but he can play. He does prefer to play right side. He's very talented, but I think they'll be keen to keep him. Uh, Gineppo hasn't kicked on the way we would have hoped he would. Uh, Kamaldine Suleimana, I would absolutely take. I think he's outrageously gifted. Now, again, like with Mara, if I'm making decisions at Southampton this year, he's one I'm definitely keeping because I think he will absolutely explode in the championship next year. But he's one that I think Liverpool should kick the tyres on. Tino Livermento, again, if we were playing a traditional back four, I'd be very keen to bring him in. I think he's got the potential to be an incredible right back. And particularly if Trent was to move into midfield on a permanent basis, I think Livermento would be a great signing. But he is coming off a torn ACL, so you would have to you would have to be very careful. Salisu, his attitude worries me. There's been reports that he's not been injured the last while. He basically was refusing to play. He doesn't want to be involved in a relegation scrap. Believes he's above that. So his attitude would concern me. Profile-wise, he's exactly what we want as a left-sided centre-back who can cover left-back. But he is a flawed defender, so best to leave him there. Samuel Odozi is a really talented winger, but Suleimano will be the one to get. Leave Odozi there. Again, if I'm them, I'm keeping him. Elianasi is not good enough. Carlos Alcaraz is an interesting player. He's not good enough to start for us yet, but he is one you could develop into a player who could start. Um, but again, they only signed him in January, so my expectation is they keep him. I do like Diallo, but not for us. Larios, a very talented young left-back. Again, if we were sticking with a back four, he might be of interest, but we're not. So there you go. Gavin Basunu is an outstanding young goalkeeper. And with Kelleher going, Basunu could make a lot of sense, but he wants to be first choice. And my expectation is he'll stay with Southampton. Theo Walcott has never been good enough to play for us. Jan Bednarak is not good enough to play for us. Armel Belakotchup would be a really good signing. A really, really good signing. He could be a great backup for for Ibu. He could also be cover for Virgil because Ibu could move into Virgil's role. I would be keen on Belakotchup. Dinel Simeo is another talented young defender, but he has to prove himself yet, so let him let him stay where he is. Um, Romeo Lavia, definitely one that we will we will have interest in, I'd imagine. Very, very talented player. Can play as a six, can play as an eight. He's been let down with the senior players around him this season, but by and large, he's been very good this year. Uh, Will Smallbull's not good enough for us. Nathan Tell is not good enough for us. 
And then the three they have on loan, Jack Stevens, not good enough. Matthias Liz, I actually don't know anything about. He's been on loan at Troyes in France this season. When they signed him, they were very impressed by what they were getting. I don't know how much football he's played this year for Troyes, but I assume that next season he will be back at Southampton as a backup goalkeeper to Basunu. And then Thierry Small, uh, young left-back, again, very, very talented, um, was at Everton for a couple of years and Southampton picked him up two years ago. He's had a couple of loans, don't know how well they've gone, so don't watch St Mirren. But um, he is highly rated. I don't think he's anywhere ready for a move to a club like us. So again, one Southampton would want to keep. But there are a few there that make sense for us. Suleimana, Bella Kotchup, and Lavia would all make real sense. Maitland-Niles, I think, makes sense because he's free. If it was a fee involved, I wouldn't have all that much interest. But on a free, I do think it would make sense. But the other three are really interesting. Suleimana can play either wing. And if you think about it, we don't really have a backup winger because Darwin, Jota and Gakpo all prefer to play through the middle and none of them really offer a whole lot when they move out wide other than work rate. Gakpo, his lack of pace and explosion seems to hurt him a bit more in the Premier League when he plays wide and fullbacks can just get really tight to him. Darwin, from a technical perspective, isn't suited out wide. He'll give you the work rate and he'll he'll cause some chaos. And I think the same is true of Jota. I just think from a technical point of view, he looks at a place out wide. We don't have a real backup for Mo other than Harvey, who doesn't have the pace required. Suleiman can play both wings, has explosive pace. He's an incredible 1v1 dribbler. I would be very much in favour of at least at least making an offer or kicking the tyres on it. Bella Kotchup, like I said, fits well into this back three, can also happily play centre-back in a back four. And Lavia, well, he wouldn't be my first choice to partner Trent in a two. He would work well in that setting. He just needs probably 18 months more to develop to the point where he could be your every-game starter. I think if he arrived this summer, it would be on the understanding that he's the understudy to Fabinho. And if we play, I don't know, 55 games, Fab starts probably 35 and he starts 20. But he is immensely talented. Immensely talented. And he's only turned 19 in January. He has three more years where he doesn't count towards either quota, homegrown or non-homegrown. He will become a homegrown player, though. Um, by the time he hits the the appropriate age. But he's so young. He's so young. And he's already outstanding. He was really good for Southampton for large portions of the season, carrying the dead weight of James Ward-Prowse. So there are a few players there that we could maybe kick the tyres on this weekend. And you certainly wouldn't be upset if we signed any of those three. I wouldn't be upset if we signed Maitland-Niles though I do understand that the reaction on Twitter would be, well, it would be hilarious 
it would be hilarious if we signed him to see people have meltdowns. Um, this is Anfield have a piece up about James Milner. They have a piece about Southampton making the decision to sack <laughs> Ruben Salas. Um, they haven't sacked him so much as they've just said he, he won't be the manager for next season. Um, it, it was always going to be the case, though. He's clearly not. He's clearly not anywhere ready, anywhere close to ready to manage a Premier League team. Uh, they started the season with Hassan Hootel. They had that hilarious run with Nathan Jones, and then they finished with Salas purely, I think, because they couldn't find someone that they trusted to take on the job long term. Uh, Jamie Carragher leads transfer support for g- greater goal threat Mason Mount. Um, strange. Yeah, it's Mason Mount. He's had a, a really poor season. Strange in that I've seen Manchester United linked strongly with him today. He doesn't really make any sense there at all. He doesn't get in their first 11 because they have Bruno Fernandes they have Rashford on the left. Now, maybe they'd play Mount on the left and Rashford through the middle. That might work. But then you've still got Sancho, who's not getting in your team, because you've got Anthony on the other wing and you've got Garnacho. So I don't really know why United would want Mason Mount. Like, Mason Mount doesn't move the needle for them. They've got more than enough good players in that line of three behind the striker. What they need is a striker. And they probably need one to sit in midfield with Casemiro. Now, Ericsson's done well this year, but you know you can't fully rely on him with injuries and whatever. But if they keep Sabitzer, then you know Sabitzer is a is a good fit there. Um, Chelsea, by all accounts, are just asking stupid money for Mount, like eighty million. That's ridiculous. If that's the case, we should move on. There's better options out there. Dominic Sabozlai would be a better signing than Mason Mount because he's a better player than Mason Mount. Even if he cost a little bit more than what we want to pay for Mount, I think he'll cost less than what Chelsea are going to try and extort for Mount. Coach who quit, coach who quit job to join Stephen Gerrard's staff, rehired after 11 months. Neil Critchley has rejoined the club he quit to join Stephen Gerrard just 11 months ago. Yeah, so he was the Blackpool manager. He left to become Gerrard's assistant at Villa when Michael Beale left Villa to go to QPR. Then Gerrard got sacked. And then when Beale left QPR to go to Rangers... Critchley got the QPR job um, and he was sacked after just over two months in charge. Uh, Now he's gone back to Blackpool and that probably means we'll see a couple of young Liverpool players head to Blackpool on loan next season. Now it's a, it's a league one club. So, you know, we won't be sending any of the kind of more high end players we have that aren't going to get first team minutes but maybe Gerald Kwanzaa could go there and get a full season 
maybe one of the young goalkeepers. I don't really know what Blackpool have, so I don't know what they need. But perhaps there's Owen Beck maybe could go there on loan. He didn't have a great time on his loans last season, but maybe working with Critchley would help. Um, so yeah, it definitely could be, it could be a good source of, of interest for us to, uh, to send a few players there. Neil Critchley's a very good development coach. Whether he's a good manager or not, I think remains to be seen. He did a good job with Blackpool when he was there. Obviously did a disastrous job with QPR, but yeah, we'll see how he does. And I think, I think we will see a couple of, um, a couple of Liverpool players head there on loan. Um, Andy Robertson to Real Madrid rumor. Andy Robertson would melt in the Spanish heat. Uh, I've said before, I would sell him this summer. If, if a good offer came in, I would sell because at his age, given the decline, we don't know how he'll react to not being first choice next season, assuming, assuming we're sticking with this shape and a left side centre back comes in. Uh, Mickey Vandeveen, the most recently linked, he was linked before, then it all kind of died down. But now, with Schmatke coming in, it, it would make sense to go back for Van de Veen, who Schmatke bought to, to Wolfsburg. Um, if Robbo's not going to be first choice, how will he react to, to that? Would it make more sense to keep Costas as the backup for when we want to flip to an actual back four? He's not as good as Robbo, but he is younger. He's also a lot cheaper wage-wise you'd get a much better fee for Robbo. And remember, neither of them are homegrown. So it, it doesn't really matter for the quota which one leaves. Robbo's the better player, but if you can get 40 million for Robbo or 45 million maybe from Newcastle, I, I think that would be a decent deal for us. Um, Liverpool admirers of Romeo Lavia, Chelsea already had 50 million bid rejected. Uh, not really the case. Chelsea made a bid very late in the January transfer window after he just moved. And it was a weird deal with a bunch of staggered add-ons and all sorts. Um, Man City can sign him on a buyback clause next summer for $40 million. I think you'd probably get him for forty-five this summer. I think it'd be a good move. I I wouldn't be against selling Fabinho and bringing in two holding midfielders because I do think Fabinho's decline is going to be terminal. He's been better of late, but he's still really, really slow. But uh, we should wait and see. Fab's probably going to stay. Most likely he's going to stay. Uh, Pep Guardiola wants the 115 charges against Man City resolved ASAP, um, conveniently ignoring the fact that the reason it's taken so long is that City were delaying the case. Absolutely comical stuff. Ex-Liverpool winger wins double in his first season as a manager and then quits. Albert Riera was managing Olympija Ljubljana in, in was that Slovenia. Yeah, Slovenia. Um, Won the league, won the cup, and then quit. Um, his relationship with the press there had been, let's say it, it had been a little bit hesty since the day he joined. 
Um, but he does look like he's got some promise as a as a young manager. He's only forty one, which is crazy. Uh, what we know about Liverpool's twenty twenty three preseason so far. Let's see. So they're heading to Germany for a training camp in mid July. There's a friendly penciled in at the moment to play Karlsruhe on July 19th. Then they will go to Singapore for a mini tournament uh, to play Leicester and Bayern Munich. There's an open training session on the 29th of July. Yada, yada. After that, they'll come back to the UK. And there will be no Anfield friendly this year because obviously the the Anfield road stand will be getting worked on. Um, the Premier League season will begin on the 12th of August. And the Europa League group stage will start on the 21st of September. Uh, I just hope it goes better than last year's preseason, which was, by all accounts, an absolute disaster. Jurgen Klopp poised to outlast Pep Guardiola as Man City boss hints at exit that Liverpool needs. Okay. Alexis McAllister done. Mason Mount chances good. Dream Liverpool team with four transfers. Let's have a gander at what this is then. Allison, Trent, Ibu, Virgil, Robbo. Caicedo, Mount, McAllister. You're asking Caicedo to do an awful lot of work being the only defensive midfielder with those two. Now, they Alexis gets through a decent amount of defensive work and Mount's a very willing presser. He's just hopeless when the ball goes behind him. Salah, Diaz and Gakpo. So who's the fourth signing? Oh, the idea would be to bring in a centre-back. This is Giancarlo Inacio. Um It would be very silly to sign him and then continue to play Andy Robertson if we're going to continue to play this shape. Jurgen Klopp is unlikely to lose faith in one of his most consistent players. Andy Robertson has been consistently bad for 18 months. Liverpool star pushes for Barcelona transfer as Jurgen Klopp considers surprise West Ham move. Uh, Liverpool star is Firmino and the West Ham player is Naif Agard, who's excellent. Excellent. I do have some concerns about his injuries, though. Three of the last five years, he's missed at least 10 league matches through injuries. That would concern me a little bit. Arsenal icon, spot on. And there's a picture of William Gallas here, who's by no means an Arsenal icon. Jamie Carragher names world-class Liverpool star who may get left behind as Thiago reality clear. I I just 
I just think it's such nonsense. And Lionel Messi knows Alexis McAllister weapon Mohamed Salah shares as Liverpool may soon benefit, yada, yada. Liverpool could sign own Kevin De Bruyne, who has Jurgen Klopp transfer dream and loves Anfield. That is Dominic Zabozlai. I just think he'd make so much. If we want an attacking midfielder in that right-sided role, if that's the plan, Dominic Zabozlai ticks every box. And if what you're looking to replicate is KDB and Ilkay Gundogan, then Zabozlai and Alexis is basically the perfect pair. And he's a better defensive player than Mount. He's not great defensively, and he's not quite as good a presser as Mount, but he is better defensively. He's more diligent. He's more aware. He's better at tracking runners. I'd, I'd love Dominic Zabozlai Liverpool. Um, we have a bunch of new articles up again today. Lots of good reading on AnfieldIndex.com. Uh, the news team have been busy. There's a piece about Romeo Lavia, a piece about Darwin Nunes. There's a piece here entitled Why Manuel Ugart Should Be at the Top of Liverpool's Wish List. Now, if we are going to sign two attacking midfielders, Mount and Alexis, Dominic and Alexis, whatever, as much as I love Caicedo and think he's incredible and should have been, like he's the one you buy and you build your midfield around. Ugart is probably the best fit in the pivot next to Trent because of how much ground he can cover and how much work he can get through and how much ball he wins back and how just fearless he is. Ben Poscott has written that piece there. Check that out. It's very, very good. Um, then we have, there's been a, a mistake here. Andrew Beasley's column should have come out tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure why it came out today, um, but it should have come out tomorrow because normally Bees comes out on a Thursday. But regardless, you get it a day early and it's very, very good. It's basically asking the question of who will take over from Bobby as the kind of goal scorer off the bench. I think the option has to be Diogo Jota. Um, There's also a piece entitled The Trent Alexander-Arnold Conundrum, uh, which is written by me. It is a bit of a long read, so do give that one a glance when you have a look. Um, Podcast-wise, we will have plenty coming, but there is the latest scouted and the latest AI under pressure. We are just trialling some new recording methods to try and make sure that the quality is is the best we can offer. Um, but yeah, we'll have plenty to come this week. And that's all I've got. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, the England squad's out, Dave, if you want to quickly touch on them. Oh, the England squad has I'll been put really... in the chat for you. <clears throat> Beautiful. Let me have a quick gander at this. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some comedic inclusions. Um, goalkeepers. No Nick Pope. Well, that's strange. Uh, defenders, Lewis Duncan, Harry Maguire's in the England squad again because, of course, he is. Um, Trent is in the England squad. Interesting. Uh, Ebrichi Eze in the England squad. Uh, form doesn't matter. Jordan Henderson and Calvin Phillips are in the England squad. 
and in attack, Callum Wilson was called up. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, Maguire is a laughable pick. No, Nick Pope is very strange, unless he's asked not to be. He's having uh, surgery. Oh, is he? Oh, there you go. He's having surgery, so there you go. Um, So, yeah, Henderson and Trent, the Liverpool representatives in this England squad. But, you know, Gareth Southgate wouldn't have the testicular fortitude to use Trent the way we're using Trent. So, you know, it is what it is. Right, I'm gone. Take care of yourselves. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.